Hello. Today's episode is a special edition as I'm out of the country for agency business until Tuesday night. In those four days of absence, though, we are bringing you some deep dive interviews with marketing scientists. These interviews are usually exclusive to members of the premium podcast or our premium newsletter, but we're bringing you four of these during my absence. If you like what you hear and want to learn more about the premium podcast, just tap go premium in the show notes. Our regular marketing newscasts return when I'm back on Wednesday. Enjoy. In 2018, Spotify had an interesting marketing campaign. It offered its users the ability to upload their genetic data which Spotify would then turn into custom playlists that matched their genetic ancestry. A few months later, Mexico's national air carrier, Aeromexico, launched a DNA discounts program, offering discounted flights to the country. The more Mexican you were, genetically speaking, the more of a discount you'd get. Welcome to the new world of genetics marketing, one where we might soon see genetic predisposition listed in Facebook's Ads Manager as a targeting criteria. It's a topic Rami DeVia studied. He's an assistant professor of marketing at the Wisconsin School of Business. He and his colleagues recently published a paper called Genetic Data, Potential Uses and Misuses in Marketing. And he joins me now. Professor, welcome. Thank you. So first, how does this work logistically? Someone buys a consumer testing kit, then they upload the results to like a social media platform? So they buy the testing kit, which is usually just a plastic tube that you fill with spit, and then you seal the tube and ship it. Once the tube is shipped, it's analyzed by a lab, and the data is released to your provider, so 23andMe or Ancestry.com. And then you have these data available to both you and your provider. What's been your understanding with consumers' comfort level with that? So far, I think the consumers are mostly uneducated. They might see it just as some data about themselves, like their shopping behavior online or um, uh, their, their purchase, whether it's online or offline. Um, they don't necessarily understand that once a company has their genetic data, um, they have something that's informative about virtually everything in their lives, like the educational attainment, uh, what they like to eat, at what time they wake up, like all these things can be partially inferred from DNA. And so when you send your DNA to say, am I, uh, am I tasting soap when I eat um, cilantro? you don't necessarily know that this DNA can be uh, used to answer a lot of other questions that could be used uh, for marketing purposes. Like what? Taste is one of these. Um, like I mentioned cilantro, you have other, uh, uh, like 23andMe will tell you if you prefer vanilla or, or chocolate. Uh, um, we, we ran actually a study on a general taste of food and we can see that virtually all tastes um, so spicy, salty, uh, savory, they, they can be, the preferences regarding these tastes can be partially predicted by uh, genetic code. Um, but you also have everything related to uh, your circadian rhythm. So as I mentioned, if you wake up early, if you like to do sports, if you uh, study a lot, if you're more of an outdoor person, if you like gathering, or if you prefer to stay by yourself, um, I, I can go on forever because... Almost any behavior we have data on, um, we could predict it to some extent with genetic data. And usually the, the, um, the R square. So the, the, per, the percentage of variation that we can explain based on the DNA for behaviors is between 15 and 25%. 
for all of them. Uh, but that requires very large samples. So it's not easy to run these studies and, and a big company that has, that has 30 million customers can do that. Uh, for us scientists, it's a bit harder. You know, the timing of your study I thought was really interesting because we marketers are in a kind of time and space right now where partially because of privacy, par uh, partially because of legislation, we are getting fewer and fewer targeting abilities. Facebook just this week removed a whole bunch of, of targeting abilities. So are these genetic predictive estimates good enough to predict that someone might be predisposed to purchase a specific product? Like could, could a coffee shop, for instance, use genetic data to target consumers who have a genetic potential to like espresso? So <laughs> coffee shop is a specific case because there is a very specific genetic variation that uh, change your sensitivity to bitterness. So for, for coffee, we might have better actually predictive abilities and other traits that are, rely on thousands of variations. Uh, but for most behavior, DNA by itself is not predictive enough to do individualized targeting. It could be good for populations, but not for individuals. Mm. But when we ran other studies where we added demographic data or behavioral data, we found that uh, a prediction that could be already good based on demographics and, and past behavior will be even better adding genetics. So once you combine all these data sets, that's when you have a really good uh, targeting accuracy. So sort of layering it as an additional layer on top of it to, to, to tweak it. Yes. And since genetic inf information is somewhat, uh, as I understand it, at least shared between family members, could marketers use this to find out who else in the household might want to buy a specific thing? Yes. So technically, um, I, I did a test and they have 50% of my mom's DNA with uh, my data. Uh, if they found out that I was lactose intolerant, they could actually try to target my mom with soy milk or almond milk or alternative dairy product. Um, the, the problem here that we're facing is not really technical, it's more ethical. Uh, my mother never consented to give her DNA, uh, to have it mined. So actually, she is in Europe, so she's protected by GDPR uh, on that regard. But in the US, there is no protection regarding family members. And actually, uh, this data has been mined, not necessarily for marketing, but uh, to find the Golden State Killer. Um, it was found through relati relatives who shared their DNA, DNA on ancestry platforms. And they could say, oh, this killer we're looking for is a member of that family, that family, and that family. And by triangulating, they found who it was. So this is completely possible. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. How could this affect market research? You note in your paper that our current methods have got 
flaws, basically, when it comes to, to some topics, like st- flaws in terms of the scientific method, right? Studying the relationship between someone's consumption habits and their long-term happiness, because the proper scientific method would require us to put one set of subjects into a group where we might, I don't know, like reduce the nutritional value of their food, which, you know, obviously would create yes. a, a threat to their health. So can genetics play a role in filling some of that market research gap? So for causality, um, the, I, I think the biggest potential of genetic data for marketing is based on correlation. So just predicting you're a member of this group, you're more likely to have these habits. We're not sure if it's caused by the genes or if the genes are just informative about it. However, um, there is this, this very specific characteristic of genetic data that you're born with it. And whatever you do in your life, it won't change until we have genetic kits to modify your DNA uh, available <laughs> but that's not authorized by the FDA right now. Um, so since DNA is immutable <clears throat> and is kind of random because uh, if you know your parents' DNA, you got randomly 50% of your mom DNA, randomly uh, 50% of your uh, biological dad DNA. So once we know that, uh, we have a natural experiment, basically, that gives you both the randomness and the independence on the side of the DNA and you can use this um, as an instrumental variable. So, or if you are in quantitative genetics, you will uh, call this Mendelian randomization to find the causal effect of DNA on some behavior. For for research that's looking at causality, it's possible to use DNA, and DNA is actually a very good candidate due to this characteristic of not being modified by external factors like other variables. So, the the causal direction is very clear. Right now, when marketers go to place an advertisement on, say, Facebook, we get presented a list of targeting options. One of them is interests, you know. So, for instance, uh, are they interested in coffee? Are they interested in sports? Do you think that five years, 20 years, one year from now, we will see a a marker for genetics where that can be a targeting option as well? So um, if you're looking at 23andMe specifically, they mentioned already uh, that their goal is not necessarily to make money by selling kits. Their goal is to become the Google of personalized healthcare. So in the specific market of healthcare, they do intend to monetize the data. And that's likely uh, by offering you suggestions about what product you could use to improve your health, uh, to prevent some uh, future potential disease. And this kind of thing. So they could actually target you um, with this kind of data, either through uh, their own platform or by uh, selling or or sharing a mailing list kind of with Facebook and say, we know you have these people on Facebook and we would like to send them this this ad about uh, hair loss product because they are more likely to lose their hair as they reach 35, 40. What, what surprised you the most about your research, Professor? Oh, <laughs> the first surprise is how few um, ethical guidelines there are for businesses. Um, another surprise was how informative DNA was, which would need... This is why we require more ethical gu- guidelines and maybe regulations. Um, so so you have something you're born with that can predict your life 60 years ahead uh, since you're born. Of course, it's it's very it's a very noisy signal, but it can still have some predictive ability. Um, so when I'm born, you might have some companies saying, "Oh, when this person turns 18, they are more likely to like coffee." That's um, 
give me another variable that can predict this so far ahead. So imagine companies starting to target specific consumer when they are in their uh, when they are 13 or 14 because they know that when they turn 18 they might develop some uh, attraction to a specific kind of product. Um, so yeah, they, they, <laughs> this is fascinating because are, it's kind of a unique data, and I didn't expect uh, it to have actually so much potential for marketing. Do you think this discovery or this adaptation of this data is generally good for society? Generally bad for society? It has a lot of good potential, but given the current climate of absence of regulation and some firms who show no concern toward ethics or moral, uh, I, I'm a bit worried, actually. Um, if we were like, in, I'm less worried in Europe where it's strongly regulated, but in the rest of the world, it's very uncertain where we are going to, I think. Well, it's fascinating um, and scary <laughs> all at the same time. It is. You know, I always, I, it's, it's interesting, I think, being a marketer because you're, you're always wearing two hats. You know, you're, you're, you're wearing the marketer hat where you're excited by opportunities like this, but we are all also consumers in the marketplace. And so the other hat that we're wearing is, wow, do these filthy marketers have access to this? <laughs> this is terrible. So, um, it's an interesting dichotomy, but Professor, thank you for your time and, and sharing this research with us. It was a great pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. Remy Devia, he's an assistant professor of marketing at the Wisconsin School of Business. His paper is called Genetic Data, Potential Uses and Misuses in Marketing. You can follow him on Twitter. His handle is Remy Dav, that's R-E-M-I-D-A-V. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.